Welcome to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman and hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are doing well. It is Tuesday, April 5th. Uh, the Grizzlies do have a day off. Uh, to, it did have a day off yesterday, uh, but of course uh, tonight they will be facing off against the Miami Heat and we will have you covered for that game, which we will discuss in the third segment. But a few fun things to look at before we get to tonight's game. And that is, of course, you know, my general thoughts on the whole idea, you know, about the starting two guard position. I, I recently went on uh, the GBB Live podcast and uh, talked with uh, Parker Fleming about it. Just, uh, you know, a lot of fun discussion via Twitter, social media, you know, with other people that covered the Grizzlies. It's a lot of fun discussion, but I, I don't really think I've broken down, you know, what my exact thoughts are. I do feel the Anthony Melton is the clear choice, and I'll give a few reasons as to why it benefits everyone to find that out going forward. We'll discuss it in the first segment. In the second segment, we'll give an update on the bottom of the Western Conference playoffs, a position that right now is basically six weeks out from the end of the season. The Grizzlies find themselves in a very favorable position in after they have cleared the toughest part of their schedule going forward, which likely will be the toughest part of their schedule going forward. In the third segment, we'll, of course, discuss tonight's game against the Miami Heat. Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats, SAC, wherever podcasts are available. You could find us, Spotify, Stitcher, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, podcast app on your front. We're everywhere. And wherever you do choose to listen to us, listen, enjoy, subscribe. Let us know what you feel about the show. We would love to certainly talk with you, you know, or we would certainly love to talk about content that certainly is relevant to our listeners' preferences. Speaking of being able to talk with listeners and in general, I do want to remind you that our show today is sponsored by the Locker Room app. Yes, the Locker Room app. We're weekly, every Thursday night, 8 to 9 o'clock, I host Let's Talk Grizzness, the weekly episode you know, the, and associated with Locked On Grizzlies on the Locker Room app, in which we talk all things Grizzlies. I've been able to talk with several folks from GBB, been able to talk with some listeners as well. If you want the ability to be able to interact with other sports fans about anything in general, any topics, sports and beyond, download the Locker Room app. Go to the App Store, download it. Right now, it's only available for iOS users. Download it, create a profile, it's free, and look for Let's Talk Grizzlies on Thursday nights, and come and join us as we talk all things Grizzlies. Well, one thing that's been the big talk, you know, the the, the, the uh, big source of conversation for Grizzlies fans over basically the past month, well, ever since the you know second half of the season started, is the starting two guard position, and one of the biggest reasons why it has come into focus, you know, and I've discussed it, you know, in different segments before, but really, boy, I feel like we're kind of to the point now to where every possible indication, every different perspective that you look at it. Even if you don't consider numbers, even if you don't consider the statistics, it points out that starting DeAnthony Melton makes a ton of sense. Now, the one numbers that you know, the one number that I will throw out there is per cleaning the glass right now through this for this season so far. When the Grizzlies played DeAnthony Melton at the shooting guard position with John Moran at point guard and Dylan Brooks at, at the small forward, they have a plus 13.5 differential rating, a positive 13.5 differential rating. That means per 100 possessions, they're outscoring their opponents 13.5 points when Jaws at point, DeAnthony Melton is at shooting guard, and, and Dylan Brooks is at small forward. Compare that to Grayson Allen, who's been the most frequent member of the starting lineup between Allen, Desmond Bain, and DeAnthony Melton. Compare it to Grayson Allen, Jaw, Grayson, and Dylan are a plus six in terms of you know what they've done 
over 100 possessions compared to their opponents. So basically, DeAnthony Melton is twice as valuable when he's playing the two-guard position between Jaw and Dylan than Grayson is when he's playing the point-guard position between Jaw and Dylan. So, I mean, that right there, you know, it's not, you can't make it that simple. But in general, that right there is where any argument starts. Just in general, the numbers clearly show that DeAnthony Melton is the obvious choice to, to be the starting two guard. But there's other reasons why I think it makes sense. You know, for one thing, this is a data accumulation year. You know, we've talked about that, you know, time and time again. And so if it's a data accumulation year, I think that the Grizzlies would be doing themselves a disservice if they're not taking advantage of if the data they've collected indicates that things would be better starting Melton over Grayson Allen. And you already know what you've had starting Grayson. You've known that it's worked. Defense is adjusted. And now it's not as effective as it once was, though you know it has been effective through the first two games in April. Maybe to, to make the most of a year that you're you know taking time to really accumulate data for the future instead of the present, it probably makes sense to see what you've got with Melton in the starting lineup. Because again, the data that you've collected so far indicates that it would be the right move to make. Not only for the team, or not only for the Grizzlies' playoff chances, but just in general, it would be the right move to make for DeAnthony Melton as well. Because Melton has shown that he performs better with your starters than Grayson Allen does. Grayson has shown, and Desmond Bain has shown, who has started from time to time, they shoot the ball better off the bench. So why not take the opportunity to, okay, you've got You've got plenty of you've got plenty of data when Grayson starts. You've got plenty of data when Desmond Bain starts. But DeAnthony Melton has only start one started one game this year. Why not see what you've got with him? That that that's one of the points why I think it makes sense to start DeAnthony Melton. The other reason why I think it makes sense is because you've already had proof that when you take someone that you consider a reserve in Brandon Clark and you put them in the starting lineup, if you trust them in the starting lineup. Things will be better. Brandon Clark struggled this year, but as he played through January and February in the starting lineup, he was able to continue to get his game back to where it was last year during his rookie season. And so now offensively, though he may not be right at the level that he was as a rookie, he's pretty close. He's been very similar over the past month to six weeks off the bench offensively as he was during his rookie year, but he actually has become more impactful defensively, especially creating turnovers, getting blocks, making those impact plays. And one of the reasons why that is, is because he gained experience playing against better competition earlier this year to know the defensive reads, the defensive schemes, to make adjustments quicker, things such as that. So through Brandon Clark being challenged with tougher assignments, it improved his game and has made him more complete off the bench. That's the type of thing that happens when you gain more experience against better competition. So if DeAnthony Melton is showing all this improvement that he's showing, especially in terms of being an offensive weapon, both shooting the three and three levels of scoring as well, maybe putting him in the starting lineup allows for you to unlock another part of his game. That's what me and uh, um, uh, uh, Parker talked about last week. Specifically, could it open up facilitation? Could it potentially allow for you to see an idea of how a two-way player would look next to Jaw, how a small guard lineup with two potential point guards with DeAnthony Melton's facilitation ability, how that could look. Because the other thing that this allows for you to do is it gains you leverage when you look at starting long-term, when you look at a long-term partner for Jaw Morant. 
it's likely that Grayson Allen and and um, Desmond Bain are not the long-term answers as the starter next to John Morant. Because it's likely that when you play against better competition, they're going to be exposed. They're likely better as bench players on a team that has playoff and title aspirations. But DeAnthony Melton, I'm not saying he's the answer either. But I am saying that he has shown, in my opinion, the most potential to be the answer because of his two-way ability, his ability to create turnovers, facilitate, and shoot the three. So I think that one thing the Grizzlies would be doing themselves a disservice on is if they went without seeing what DeAnthony Melton could do over a stretch of time as the starter next to Jaw. Because if you find out that he can make the true difference and you see your playoff position strengthen, you see against a good stretch of games, against playoff potential teams in April, that he is making a key difference, you potentially have your starter next to Jaw going into next year. Or you gain leverage because the rest of the league gets to see what DeAnthony Melton can do after already seeing what Grayson and Desmond can do. You gain an idea of if DeAnthony Melton's not the answer or if DeAnthony Melton performs well, but you know that you're going to need to upgrade at the two or the three. You've already seen Dylan raise his stock in terms of being a player this year at the small forward position. Take advantage of this opportunity and see what you can do helping uh, helping the rest of the league's opinion of DeAnthony Melton raise as well. The reason why that makes sense is because if one of those two are where you want to upgrade long-term in a trade, by starting them and featuring them now, you raise their value as starters. And that would allow for them to have more trade value, potentially, if you want to make an upgrade. So even if they're benefiting you right now, when you're ready to take that next step, their biggest benefit could be as part of a trade to bring in that true long-term piece. So that's why I think that it's so important to look at the idea of starting DeAnthony Melton, not to mention the fact that starting him in the first half would probably make your net rating better, would probably lead to more consistent performances with everybody knowing that the first half is where you struggle. So no matter what perspective you look at, there's logic and common sense. The numbers state it. You know, the short-term and long-term impact, the ability to accumulate data from a different perspective, everything that the Grizzlies have shown that they place emphasis on for all those reasons, it would seem to be beneficial to give DeAnthony Melton the ability to start over an extended stretch. I don't think it's going to happen because we're starting to see how successful, you know, again, the strategy that Taylor Jenkins is, is you know, employ, is deploying is working. So it may not happen. But I do think that the Grizzlies owe it to themselves, the roster and the franchise and the coaching staff to see what they have with the Anthony Melton starting. Because you can go so many different avenues in a season where no matter what the outcome is, it's a satisfying outcome. It is a beneficial outcome. I feel that that's the exact same situation that you're in with the Anthony Melton. There is nothing negative that comes from starting him because the worst thing that happens is it doesn't work and you're right back to where you are now where he's emerging as maybe one of the top 10 bench pieces in the NBA. Why not give him the chance to see if he can be more, see if he can expound his game and if that means that he's the long-term starter next to Jaw, wonderful, great. There's only one way to find that out though is to let it happen. But if for some reason he's not the next long-term partner, you also sit there and raise his potential trade value to where you could use him or Dylan in an offer to go get a piece you feel is long-term. 
It's a no-lose situation for the Grizzlies if they were to start DeAnthony Melton. As a matter of fact, there's very good indication that in both the short and long term, it will be it would benefit them to see what they've got with DeAnthony Melton as a starter. But one thing that the Grizzlies do know that they have is a positioning in the playoff race that seems to potentially get keep getting stronger. And it's not just because of how well they have actually played despite their tough competition recently. Coming up, I'm going to talk about how while the Grizzlies' position certainly is becoming more and more secure in terms of them at least having a chance, it's the external happenings, much like last year but in a different way this year, that also is strengthening their current position in the playoff race. Have you ever wanted a way to expand your enjoyment of being a fan that was right at your fingertips? No commitment, no extra work, nothing that's going to you know put you at an inconvenience. Just a way for you to be able to experience being a fan in a whole new way by being able to discuss topics about sports, life, anything you would want at the tip of your finger with sports fans around the world. That is the Locker Room app. The Locker Room app is something that I've talked about for months. Several of my guests over the past few months have been through connections that I've made through the Locker Room app, and it's also where every Thursday night I host my Let's Talk Grizzness show for the enjoyment of being able to interact with other Grizzlies fans to talk all things Grizzlies that's going on currently. Well, for you, it's the same way. It's the same thing. It's the same ability that I've shown I've enjoyed, and it's exp- and it's expounded my ability as both a content creator as a fan, and it can do the same for you. Perhaps you're just somebody who likes to talk sports, or you want to become a content creator as well. It's a great way to network, get to know folks. It's a great way to make gr- dreams come true. I've had the ability to talk to some of my favorite sports personalities and athletes as well through the Locker Room app. All you've got to do is go to the iOS store, download the Locker Room app, create a profile, and for free, you're right in, you're right in there from the beginning, finding any room that you want to enjoy at the, at, at the you know, in the palm of your hand. And the great thing again about it is free, no commitment or anything like that, just an overall ability for you to enhance your experience going forward as a sports fan. The Locker Room app, changing the way we talk about sports, and don't forget when you do join Check us out every Thursday night for Let's Talk Grizzness to interact with me and other great minds when it comes to the Grizzlies to discuss all things Grizzlies. Obviously, the spring is here, and of course, that probably means that you're out and about more often. Well, if you've been able to get through the crazy weather that many of us, you know, regardless of where you live, have experienced here recently, I can tell you a place that's got you covered if your car needs repairs, and that's rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a great place to go, regardless of the repairs you need. Within a few clicks of the button, you'll likely find what you need because they should have whatever part you need for whatever make and model you have. Someone, If you're someone that does your own repairs, you need others to do repairs, or you do repairs for others on a consistent basis, rockauto.com is also a great source because they're economically feasible. This is a family business that's been around for over 20 years. They know car repairs typically fall out of budget, so the car parts you need are typically at good prices. When you go to rockauto.com, let them know that the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the car parts that you will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So, 
The Memphis Grizzlies now are, you know, they've gone, they're six and four over their last 10 games. And in over their last um, uh, 10 games, they have faced the Western Conference leading Utah Jazz three times and a team that's right there at the top of the Eastern Conference when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers as well. So a very tough stretch over their past six games. But they've also taken care of business, right? They've been able to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. They've been able to beat the Houston Rockets. They won four out of their five previous games before the Utah the, the three and four series with the Utah Jazz. So the Grizzlies are taking care of business and as we discussed on yesterday's episodes, they're now confidently finding a new way to be able to do that by being able to shoot the three through featuring their best talents. Well what has emerged is that the Grizzlies, despite you know areas of struggle and despite the fact that yes they've not been able to really pull off the consistent victories against good teams, they actually have strengthened their position when it comes to the Western Conference playoff race. But the thing about it is this, is that the Grizzlies themselves right now are 24 and 23. It's not as if they've put in that big, you know, 8 out of 10 or 5 or 6 game winning streak that I talked about a month ago being what was going to separate the Western, the bottom of the Western Conference playoff picture. But what the Grizzlies are doing is that they are staying consistent while other teams are starting to suffer those elongated stretches of losing that I mentioned a month ago that was going to separate you know the the crowded picture that was at the bottom of the Western Conference playoff race. For instance, the San Antonio Spurs right now are have lost seven of their last nine. But before we get into each team specifically, let's lay out the picture in the Western Conference. So, you know, as we last discussed about it, and every week we'll give an update on where the conference standings look as the Grizzlies get closer and closer into the playoff picture. Right now, obviously, the the uh, one through six right now, the Jazz are first, followed by the Suns, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Lakers, and the Trailblazers. Now, the interesting thing is, is that the Jazz right now have a three-and-a-half game lead on the Suns for first in the Western Conference. The Suns have a two-and-a-half game lead on the L.A. Clippers for second in the Western Conference. And then the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and then the third through sixth positions, which include the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Lakers, and the Trailblazers, those games right now are separated by two games apiece. Obviously, the Lakers suffered the injuries that they have. The Nuggets making the trade deadline moves as well as the Trailblazers. That group of four, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Lakers, and the Trailblazers, that is far from you know a, a, a you know clear picture of where each team is going to land in that third through sixth spot in the Western Conference. After that, the Mavericks right now, so basically the Trailblazers are eight games out of first in the Western Conference, but they're two and a half games up on the Mavericks for the sixth place in the Western Conference. The Mavericks are two and a half games up on the Grizzlies now. So while two games separate the third through six spots in the Western Conference, two and a half games separate the six and seven spots, and two and a half more games separate the seven and eight spots. So basically what that means is that nothing's changed as far as the eighth spot in the West likely being the ceiling for the Grizzlies to reach this year. And that also means with the Mavericks being in the seventh spot, the Grizzlies' ability to win the division title, it seems like it's a low possibility. As we discussed six months or six weeks ago, you know, maybe the Grizzlies could have had a shot at it, you know, but the San Antonio Spurs and the Dallas Mavericks were playing better basketball, and the Mavericks have been one of the hottest teams in the league over the past two months. It does not seem as if they're going to be slowing down. So I don't necessarily know if the division 
or getting higher than the eight seed as well as as where as far as how the regular season is going to end is a likely possibility. But the thing about it is is that the Grizzlies are tied for the eighth spot with the Spurs. But the even better news is is that the Spurs right now have lost seven of their last nine. They have the second toughest schedule, even tougher than the Grizzlies, who now have gotten past their toughest part of the schedule. They have a tougher stretch of a schedule than the Grizzlies going forward, and they have just as many games. The other caveat to this about the Spurs, and then the team that is two and a half games behind the Spurs and the Grizzlies in the eighth playoff or in the tenth playoff position, the Warriors is this. Both of those teams are struggling right now. And to be honest, it seems like that both of those teams are starting to see the writing on the wall that they clearly should probably do what they can to land in the lottery. Just being honest, it's going to benefit them more to land in the lottery this year than it is going to make the playoffs. Now, I'm not going to lie. I still feel that's the best, that that right there is the best case scenario for the Grizzlies, is for them to land in the lottery than the playoffs. But it doesn't matter what I think in terms of what the players feel. Yes, that may be the the, the best theoretical long-term outcome for the Grizzlies this year, but the players, the franchise, and obviously their fans, and I'll be honest, me as well, you know, outside of what I think's best, you know, my brain may think that's the best, but my heart will tell you, I'd love to have a playoff run this year, but especially the players and the coaching staff, they badly want to make the playoffs after not being able to follow through with the advantage that they had in the bubble last year. So the thing is, is that yes, the Grizzlies, in terms of their play and what they can control themselves, they've done very well weathering a tough March schedule and putting themselves in a favorable position before a tough April schedule, especially with playing as well as they are. But there are external factors that are playing to their odds as well, in that the team they're tied with in the eighth spot right now in the San Antonio Spurs and the next team behind them that's two and a half games behind in the Warriors, both those teams are struggling. And to be honest with you, both those teams are probably going to continue to kind of make decisions when it comes to playing time and things like that that's going to be the best case scenarios for their younger players. You know, they're going to do what they feel is going to be the best thing for the future. And for both of those teams, it probably is trying to get as good of a draft pick as possible to put with their cores going forward. So in all honesty, when it comes to the Grizzlies competition, to fit, so we know that Dallas is going to fin- likely going to finish seventh. We know that we know that either Dallas or another team is going to finish in that seventh spot. The race for the eighth spot really favors the Grizzlies right now, who are two and a half games up on the Warriors for that eighth spot, tied with the Spurs, who, as I said, were struggling. But when you really look at this picture, it seems like that the two teams that should be the most, you know, the biggest threats potentially to the Grizzlies are both the Kings and the Pelicans, because both those teams seem to have more of a desire to make a playoff run this year. And to be honest, they've got the two best players when you look at this group of five. You know, Steph Curry obviously is the best player, but when you look at this group of five teams when it comes to Memphis, San Antonio, Golden State, New Orleans, and um, the, the Sacramento Kings, right now the two players that are playing the best basketball are Zion Williamson and um, De'Aaron Fox. 
Williamson for the Pelicans and Fox for the Kings. That's why both of these teams are in the position that they're in. But thankfully, though the um, Pelicans are sixteen or, or three games behind the Grizzlies for that eighth spot, and the Kings are three and a half games behind the Grizzlies for that eighth spot. And the, while the Grizzlies still have a few games to make up. They certainly have done a good job of maintaining that 500 record to where they're not having to make up, you know, they're not going to have to win a bunch of games in a row once they equal out with teams. So that's the thing about this playoff position, is that through all that was experienced in March, through the up and downs, through the frustrations, because the Grizzlies have now been able to take care of business besides their games against the Jazz, and also they were able to get an upset against the 76ers, they are now, in my opinion, probably in the strongest position they've been in all year when it comes to their chances at the playoffs Plus, the main two competitors who are closest to them, they're starting to show indications that the playoffs may not be the, the highest of preferences for them going forward. So for a team that clearly wants to have as good a positioning as possible to make the playoffs this year, this Grizzlies team is certainly in a favorable position. Now, it'll be interesting to see if the Kings and the, uh, who among the Kings and the Pelicans, Warriors and Spurs, Fill out those last two positions along with the Grizzlies. You would assume, I would feel confident that the Grizzlies are going to fill out one of the eighth, ninth, or tenth spots in the West going forward. What other two teams fill those spots out? I'll be honest with you. I would be more concerned facing the Kings or the Pelicans for a playing spot than I would the Warriors or the, uh, the, the Spurs right now. If Steph Curry is playing as Steph Curry does, obviously the Warriors go to the top of that list. But right now, the bigger concerns to me are the Pelicans and the Kings. And I'm not saying that I feel that they're a concern as to where the Grizzlies couldn't beat them. I just think that they're playing the best out of those four other teams besides the Grizzlies who right now have a chance to fill the last three spots in the West. So certainly some encouraging news when it comes to the playoff picture for the Grizzlies. Obviously, they've got to take care of business themselves. But if they continue to do that, it looks like externally they're in a really strong position because the teams that are closest to them, again, may not have the same urgency, may not have the same desire to make the playoffs. So for a team like the Grizzlies who want to do all that they can to get that playoff berth this year, that could work to their favor as they continue moving forward. Of course, what's going to continue to make that potential easier to be in as strong a position as possible to make the playoffs is to win as many games as possible against teams that may be more talented or may be, you know, at the same level or slightly above in terms of their potential this year. The Grizzlies have another game like that tonight against the Miami Heat, which will bring back memories of a closely contested game back in the middle of March that really allowed for the Grizzlies to show that they could win games when their strengths were not at their best. Coming up, I'm going to talk about how the Grizzlies looked that game in that game back in March, while we could see something similar tonight and see if there's any differences between then and now that could stand out as both sources of struggle and success for Memphis. Crazy to think that we're now two months removed from when football was going on and that now the NCAA basketball seasons are over. So, you know, two great things that we enjoy to start off every year, probably enjoyed a bit more starting off this year compared to what we've all been through over the past year plus. But the thing about it is, is that if you're a fan of sports, 
Thankfully, the sports season never ends because with the NCAA basketball seasons now over, baseball is picking right up. And of course, as we mentioned, you're also looking at the playoff stretches for both the NBA and NHL. Soccer around the world is getting into some stretch runs. The UFC is happening almost every or, or it's happening every weekend. Regardless of the teams that you cheer for or the athletes that you love, if betting and wagering is a part of what makes you a fan, we've got the place that got you covered, and that's Bet Online. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. It even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use, their mo- or use your mobile device. Put in the promo code LOCKEDON and sign up today and receive 50% off uh, your welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Visit BetOnline today. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. As we are recording some updated news that just came across, of course, you know, last night, DeAnthony Melton, or excuse me, on Sunday, DeAnthony Melton, did have a bit of an injury that you know took him out of the game, and the coach uh, Taylor Jenkins had thought that the injury may not be that big of a deal. Where it does seem like the Grizzlies are not taking any chances, and this is a big development for tonight's game against the Miami Heat, in which the Grizzlies really do need to try to be as healthy as possible, but they are going to be a bit shorthanded. Uh, the Grizzlies will be without obviously Jaron Jackson Jr., but just as Winslow remains out due to hip soreness, and now DeAnthony Melton has been ruled out as well. For the game, also questionable due to calf soreness is Brandon Clark. So some very, very significant pieces, especially off the Grizzlies bench, will not are not going to be available. And of course, with Clark, Clark, he's an additional big piece that cannot be available for the Grizzlies tonight. And that's rather significant, though it's understandable the Grizzlies don't want to take any chances. But that could be a you know it could certainly be a negative against a team in the Miami Heat, who if we remember back three weeks ago. The Grizzlies won an 89-85 to game against the Heat in a defensive showdown. It reminded us of the old grit and grind days, a very physical, slow, defensive-oriented matchup. If the Grizzlies are going to match up, or, or if the Grizzlies are in store for that same type of matchup tonight, depth and reserves are a big advantage. Well, it seems like the Grizzlies may be a bit shorthanded, but that does not mean that there are not ways for this Grizzlies team to still find avenues to success. A couple of different ways are this, is that the Miami Heat ever since, that, you know, back back on March 17th, when the Grizzlies were coming into that game against the Heat, they had lost four straight games, including an inexplicable loss to Oklahoma City, you know, the one on the Sunday where the Thunder hit all those streets. Well, coming into that Miami game, Miami at that time had been the league's best defensive team over the previous month, just like Philadelphia had been the league's best defensive team for March coming in to Sunday night's game against Philly. Well, the game against the Heat, the Grizzlies looked like that they were, you know, again going to struggle, but it was one of those, you know, we've seen it four or five times in the second half of this season so far. The Grizzlies got a big stretch where they allowed, I believe, zero or two points, like over the final, like five and a half minutes of the third quarter, and John Morant had a really big showing um, um, in the final um, few minutes of the third quarter to gain the Grizzlies the lead, and eventually he would make the, you know, go-ahead shot late in the game, in the waning seconds of the game, to earn the victory for the Grizzlies. 
So it's a similar situation. You know, the Grizzlies since then are seven area, including that game. They're seven and four in their past eleven, and they actually between these two teams have been the play, playing the best basketball. Though the Heat have added some, you know, significant pieces to their squad, especially when it comes to the name of Victor Oladipo, but their offense has not been that much better. They were struggling offensively coming into that game on March 17th. They're still struggling now, especially shooting the three. You know, for Heat culture and for a team that showed the depth last year of shooting the three, this Miami Heat team certainly has fallen off when it comes to shooting the three. And as a matter of fact, since that game on March 17th, this Heat team is 28th in the league shooting the three. The Grizzlies are actually sixth in the league when it comes to defending the three over that time frame. So this could be a favorable matchup. It's surprising to say, but this could be a very favorable matchup for the Grizzlies in terms of their ability to shoot and defend the three, because they actually are the better defensive team when it comes to defending the three between them and the Heat. And they are shooting the ball better from three as well, over the past three games. So a little bit of reverse of fortunes here. It's the Grizzlies defense that stands out as being the better defense in this game, and it also stands out that this Grizzlies offense is playing at a bit better pace as well. So Miami, in terms of talent on paper, that certainly is there. With Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, you know, if those two guys are on the court, you can make an argument that they're the two best players on the court, you know, in terms of where they are in their careers right now. But in terms of how these teams are playing, the Grizzlies have a bit of an edge, even without Melton and potentially Clark. I do think that's going to be a big hurdle to overcome. I think that it's right that, you know, in several places, the Heat are favored. But if the Grizzlies can continue their success, limiting looks from three to their opposition, as well as finding looks from three themselves, that really could play into their favor. The key in this game tonight will be supporting Grayson Allen and Desmond Bain with another player stepping up from three, such as a Kyle Anderson, such as a Dylan Brooks, maybe even a John Moran. Someone stepping up. Maybe we could see one of the reserves who doesn't play that much hit a couple of big threes. But that's the thing that's going to shine through tonight, as well as continued improved play from Tyus Jones, as well as um, Xavier Tillman. The bench is going to have to absolutely be producing. A really good game from Desmond Bain would go a long way. But if the Grizzlies can continue defending the three and shooting the three at the level that they have over the past you know, week or so, as well as take care of the basketball, they can find themselves in a good position in this game. However, Missing the talents that they are in DeAnthony Melton and Brandon Clark, if the Grizzlies struggle, if they struggle either defending the three or shooting the three, or if they turn the ball over, if they do not play efficiently and to their level of talent, it's going to be hard to beat this much of a talented team in Miami despite their struggles playing with the fact that the Grizzlies are going to be missing Melton, Clark, and others. So while, uh, yes, the Grizzlies may be playing at a better clip, they may be playing better overall in terms of these two teams coming into this game, I do still feel they are at, they are the weaker team. They're the less talented team. So if they're not playing at their strengths, and Miami is, I think it's going to be hard for this Grizzlies team to overcome that to win. But I do think that if they play ball like they have been recently, that gives them the best chance to win tonight. It'll be very interesting to see again right now with where the season is. You do want to put a high emphasis 
on getting players the rest that they need if there are ailments. So kudos to the Grizzlies and the coaching staff in the front office for not taking any chances with their young players. This is a winnable game for the Grizzlies. Then tomorrow, then you know, right after this on Wednesday, you've got another game against the Hawks that are winnable. If the Grizzlies can simply go one and one over the stretch over the next two nights of their games and not see any further injuries, that'll be a huge victory going forward as they continue to navigate again through a very tough schedule in the month of April. I can't thank you enough for joining us for this edition of Locked on Grizzlies podcasting. And you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SCC, the podcast wherever podcasts are available. Don't forget to listen, review, and subscribe. We will be back with you tonight after the game for our post-game commentary on the Heat and Grizzlies. Should be another slugfest, another really exciting game. Hopefully, the Grizzlies will be able to remain healthy, continue to find success in the way that they have over the first two games in April, and find a way to earn the victory. Getting a win tonight is again another indication that this team is continuing to improve and really develop this season before our eyes, which will be really encouraging to see. Until then, hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.